And he spoke about it in terms of neurochemical addictions. So that we would be neurochemically addicted to emotions and feelings in our body. Burning in, in the not knowing of your purpose. So, so every day, for, for guys, a year, for every day for a year, and you can do this much faster now, as in I actually know what to do much faster now, but it was very helpful for me at the time. I would sit down for 10 minutes just meditating on not knowing. I was like, fuck, you know, oh my God, this, I hate this. Lend me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Elemental Health Podcast, another episode with myself, Nick Quinton, um, here as your host, and the interview this week is super, super, super exciting. Um, it's a really broad-ranging conversation um, with what I can only describe as a, as a modern-day spiritual warrior. Uh, Mr. Patrick Ray is on with me t this week, and... Um, he is just a interesting, complex character that is on an incredible journey, has been on an incredible journey, and is on an incredible journey. Um, and, you know, I I'm sure that, that he's only going to go from strength to strength to strength. His philosophy and his way that he lives his life and embodies um, all, all the components that he talks about, uh, that we talk about, um, just oozes out of him now um, he, he's not a kind of robe wearing um, chanting guy that you see wandering the streets um, he, he's a tall good looking uh, fast talking Irishman so there is a massive juxtaposition there and it, it highlights to me how um, how sort of uh, wide ranging um, the, the kind of the, the spiritual movement is nowadays and, and you know those old stereotypes have, have been blasted by guys like Patrick so um Please join us as we dive straight in and get a deeper understanding. We go into all sorts around behavioral change, um, weight loss, believe it or not, and, and different aspects of, of, of the spiritual being and the spiritual journey that we're all on, whether we like it or not, um, and, and how uh, meaning it is, is and should be at the forefront of our minds, um, no matter who we are or how we're, li we're living our lives. Um, Patrick's a fascinating guy, and I, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did um, in, in chatting to Patrick. Without further ado, ladies and gents, please welcome Patrick Ray. Patrick Ray, welcome to the podcast. Really, really good um, to have you on the show. It's been a little while trying to organise it, but I'm really thrilled about this conversation and how we're going to um, spend the next sort of hour or so together. Welcome. Nick, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm uh, just happy to share whatever I can of value it with, with yourself and, uh, and your listeners. Yeah, I think um, it's really interesting and, and, and listeners in the intro would have heard a lot about you. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to kind of just dive straight in. But obviously we met um, through a group meditation that you do in London. Um, and that just kind of uh, sent me down a kind of rabbit warren of, of a discovery with, with the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I know is an aspect of what you're up to and kind of your background. But I really want to hear kind of your a bridge version of kind of your journey to where you are today and what you're up to at the moment. Delighted to tell you. Um, <laughs> I, like you, Nick, you know, I'm a coach and uh, I kind of have been since birth. You know? right. <laughs> I've always been uh, delighted in telling people what to do and seeing delightful results. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it was, growing up in Ireland, it was like 
this isn't a thing. This isn't a thing. It's, and so there was a bit of sports coaching, of course, but as a youth, it was like, I'll be a teacher. But I was like, I don't want to teach what you want me to teach. I want to, you know, I want to teach about, you know, patience and hard work and discipline and whatnot. So, so I became a rowing coach. Okay. Um, but I, I, I came over to the UK, uh, to, to London, just after the recession. So it was a, it was a beautiful time, you know, and there was, there was <laughs> lots of, uh, you know, you, you, you have to fight for it. Um, and it, it just, just, just since day one, it was always about, you know, how can I make the most of what I have? How can I make the most of what I have? And I was very fortunate back in 2013, there was a guy, Lazo Freeman, uh, a bloke I used to work with. He was probably the, probably the best body transformation coach in the world mm -hmm. that no one's ever heard of. Um, and what we did was we set up a behavioral change coaching company for fitness coaches. Wow. It's beautiful because Lazo, yeah. he, like he's he's world leading in it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of him, but yeah, he's, he's brilliant. At it. He, so he used to work with very very wealthy people, like you know the billionaires, or if you got a few hundred million, he'd be the guy that you would know and that you'd do some work with. However, it, it was just kind of like life coaching, and, and the body was incidental. Mm. The body was incidental because what I've learned about that space, it's about when you can get someone into their body. That's when they're like, you know, and if you're a fitness trainer out there listening, it's just when you get someone into their body, that's when they fall in love with you, with the training, with themselves. And it's, you know, being able to do that repeatedly, that's kind of the, just the best way to do it for anyone, you know, as in, who work in this health and fitness space. Mm -hmm. And we did that for several years and we won, we won an award, Innovative Training Program of the Year. They had us into Westminster. And we partnered up with Future Fit Training, so they're like the they're like the so-called best uh, personal training provider yeah. in the UK. Um, however, however, uh, as as well as you know, as in our clients got amazing results. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were well known, but it wasn't where the market was at. It wasn't where the market was at. People were more interested in nutrition than they were about changing someone's behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, you know, it's like if, if, if it's not worth, you know, it's in, at the end of the day, you know, it's in, I may have ran it like a charity at the beginning, you know, it's like just like just by not looking after myself, uh, it just, it, it came to a point where it was like, it was, like, it was no longer sustainable. It was like, well, I, you know, because me and Lazo, you know, Lazo used to get £10,000 for a client. Yeah. So if you can make, if, if it's going so that, you, that we can't even like really reward ourselves, we, it became no longer worth it. Of course, yeah. And um, it made some tough decisions at that point. Well, it, it was made for us, and it was really funny because it, it was, uh, you know, and Nick, I'm really glad to be here to talk about it today. It's just like last weekend, three years ago, was when we had our big event, and we had nine people working for us, and it was, you know, it was, we were, it was our scale, it was our scale up or die moment, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it turned out to be the die. Right. <laughs> right. And, then, and then there was a, there was a rebirth. Yeah. It was a rebirth because even around the same time, um, guys, I don't know if you, you might know him at home. He's got a neuroscientist called Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, he did some very interesting work. Um, and it quickly became clear that this would be a new direction for us. Because, you know, we love behavioral change already. And Providence had put this man in our way. But things, Dr. Joe Dispenza, now he speaks in front of 1,500 people mm -hmm. and, and he's got a, a multi, multi, multi million pound business. But back in 2005, maybe, he was in Lazo's, Lazo's front room 
in a, in a flash in Russell Square. Uh, wow. A very uh, you know you know like it's lovely. It's it's a it's a very homely place. And um, he was interviewing him as for his podcast. Wow! So, so, so it's 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 funny. You never know who you're talking to. You yeah. really never know. No, 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 you don't. Um, and I don't even know if that connection played anything. But but Lazar was very interesting for many years, way before he was well known. Yeah. And kind of the part where I bro- jumped on it was because Lazar was like, well, he's getting trained up by him on his methodology because he wanted to impact more people mm-hmm. he wanted to impact more people and, and Joe he's great like that he he just wants to help as many people as possible and, and he's bloody good at it mm-hmm. he's bloody good at it so he wanted to put out something which would get people over the line you know so something more on the ground so he, there was an experimental program ran and we had two cohorts of 30 people so there was there was only seven other people around the world who were in this program and they were doing it and only one other place around the world was doing the the group program and I was in California and it quickly became the favorite part of my week coming to this uh, you know neurobiology neurochemistry behavioral change workshop mm-hmm. and it was fantastic it was fantastic because because guys in preparation for this I'd been meditating for months uh, trying to figure it out I was getting nowhere except for frustrated. You know, I went down to Paris to see Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, but I didn't get a whole lot out of it. In right? prep for the program, the in group, prep for the group, prep yeah. for the group program. So did I? You know, I was like a teaching assistant, ah, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and so while I, you know, I have a lot of excellent coaching skills, I didn't have the full knowledge of the program. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, preparing, you know, doing like my job, you yeah. know, because it was my job yeah. to know Dr. Joe Dispenza's stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. It was only in the group that it worked for me. It was only in the group, um, and then it unlocked so many things. So, so guys, um, if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book called "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself," and it's a very simple premise: Who are you being? You know, so so take take a, get a clear picture of who you're being. You know, how is your environment un, uh, unrolling? How, how are your relations? Who do you see the most? What do you work on the most? What do you think about? I'm just going to take an inventory of all that stuff. And then you look and it's like, well, am I happy with certain outcomes in my life? And, and like, listen, no one's happy with everything unless you're now self-realized. You know, as in, we all got something in our life that's frustrating. Mm. It's all got something in life that's frustrating. And, and what we want to do is just, okay, well, you know, can, maybe we can figure that one out. Maybe we can figure that one out. And, and Dr. Joey... Like, listen, guys, this stuff, it's not, there's nothing new under the sun. Dr. Joe has put it together in a very compelling way, though. Very compelling. Um, and he spoke about it in terms of neurochemical addictions. So that we would be neurochemically addicted to emotions and feelings in our body. And, um, and I found the whole thing fascinating. I found it really fascinating. And um, I found that I was addicted to frustration. So, you know, because I was like, oh, my God, why are these horrible, you know, just these events? Why do you keep coming to me? Because I just wanted to be successful. I was putting in 16-hour days. Um, you know, I, I worked seven days a week uh, or six days a week. You know, and it was the, for at least six months of the year. Uh, it was nonstop because we'd have workshops on the weekends. And then you'd be getting going on Monday morning. And getting, I, I study Vedanta, so i get up at 5 a.m. every day. And... And to have all that, 
being curtailed by an addiction to frustration. That's mm. right. It was, it, was, it was absolutely um, maddening, maddening. And when I went tr- through the program, what I found was there was a way through it. And, and guys, it's in the book. It's in, if you go on Audible, you get your first book for free. No affiliate offer here, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but it's brilliant. And you, you know, you can pick up the book. It won't cost you too much money. But um, I suggest listen to an Audible because it's a very long book. It's a very long book. I don't know if, if, like, if you're able to sit down and read 450 pages of you know, some scientific literature, good on you. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not something that, that I'm... something I delight in. But, but Nick, what, what happened was I was just... I was blown away. I was just able to pull this emo- this emotion out, and and I and I stopped being frustrated, and I was overjoyed. It was fantastic because I stopped bringing things into my life which would frustrate me. Yeah. And then I moved on to anger, and then there was anxiety, then there was fear, there was judgment, there was arrogance. There was a million different low frequency emotions mm. which were impacting upon my happiness. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm forever grateful to Dr. Joe. For that framework because while you know it's i said you know what was it the expo the truth is out there you know it's in a he put it together in a very compelling okay. way um and and i love that, I love mm. that. so but i mean just i mean i've so many questions are pouring out of my mind i'm trying to Sorry. that no no it's great i love the way you just flow and i don't want to stop interrupt you but um so developing that then so you were already quite um you had a very deep understanding of kind of meditation. You'd been on Dr. Joe's programs. You knew about behavioral psychology, neuroscience. You were on that page. Absolutely. But what was the what was the key in the lock? Then you said you were getting frustrated. What was the key in the lock? Was it actually being in a group environment? What was there? What it was, was the a group factor. It was a group. It was a group. Because guys, I I study Vedanta. Vedanta is the most systematic, uh, programmatic instructions on how to live right. and how to live and, and guys it's been around for thousands of years and, and, and while it'll give you the right values in life some of it's just like it's very high philosophy and very beautiful and, and um, you know and I'll give Nick a, um, a link for, for, for my teacher who's just the greatest of all time and but it was just that emotional level which I found very difficult to, to hack yeah. um, because we are so and I'm saying I am. I'll start with me first. I'm. So, I. I was so out of touch with my emotions, and I see in the West we are out of touch with our emotions. Mm-hmm. We're very much in an analytical brain, and that's what I really appreciate with Dr. Joe because he was able to cut through my nonsense and put it in this like you know scientific jargony, which would which would help me be more receptive. Yeah. And because guys, you know, sometimes we just can't take truth. Mm-hmm. Can't take truth. Um. But, you know, God bless Dr. Joe, because he put it together in a, in a beautiful way for, that we can release emotions. And and I and I, I think of it like, you know, emotion, emotion, energy in motion. And when we are not cognizant of our emotions, they have definitely flown through us. And when they don't flow through, so, so when it's okay to feel fear. Mm-hmm. If you just don't feel fear all the time, you just let it flow through, you just feel, okay, because... That's a stimulus from your environment. It's like, well, maybe there's something I need to keep an eye on. But if we hold on to these emotions, we've got a very tough time with it. If we hold on to fear, if we hold on to anxiety, if we hold on to anger, 
It's very unhelpful. Mm. So, so I really like that his meditations and and what he, he you know he he was that platform for me to start and have the language of it because it's quite a subjective experience. Mm-hmm. But but you know this gentleman had put had put it together in a you know really well you know really well communicated. Yeah. So with with the so what what what's been your spiritual journey because it almost sounds like it's been in parallel to that. It is, and, and, and Dr. Joe, you know, and I look at a lot of things, they're just stepping stones. Yeah. It's all stepping stones, as in a, you know, Nick, I don't mind telling you, uh, at one point in my life I was thinking about being a priest even, you know, yeah. as in, so I, I felt that call at um, a very young age. I was five years old, I'm reading my kids' Bible at church every Sunday, um, going on pilgrimages in, in, my, in my younger teens. Not like I had any choice on that. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Um, so I've always connected with that. Mm. Um, and just because the way I'm made up, I am more intellectually focused. So philosophy is, is, is how, how to do it for me. And, and the Vedas, which are thousands of years old, of best practice on how to live. Yeah. Um, so, so it's amazing. But my teacher, Swami Parthasarathy, he says, the intellectual knowledge without the devotion, without you know, the heart or the, the feeling, it's, it's like when you do um, a drill through metal. Okay, and if you if you don't do it, if you, if you don't, if you just put a drill to metal, it'll melt a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you put some oil on, it'll keep it going. So devotional work or work like what Doctor Joe does is that's the oil that eases your path. Mm-hmm. Because if you're holding on to all these emotions, you can't keep going. They 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 just they melt your brain like this. Melting mind, guys. Mm-hmm. And you'd be so frustrated and you'd be so angry and upset and all these emotions. So just, it was that way to, to move through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I, I kind of got into, I, I, well, Nick and I met through um, a group I put together, which mm-hmm. was the fans of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And we've got several hundred people uh, together and it, it's great the timing of this because our second anniversary is coming up on, uh, we'll, we'll be meeting November 9th, and we've had more than 300 people join us, and it's it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and, and it's a very beautiful community, because I'm all about creating a context for people to, to be able to come in at the level that they want to come in at, but also, like, you know, we've got, there's people, that, there's walking meditations, because Dr. Joe Spencer's walking meditation, mm-hmm. this thing called co-healing, so it's like people using their hands to balance someone other's energy. Um, there's uh, a small group meditation that I that I take, which is quite intensive. Um, and then there's the large group meditation, which is quite inspirational. And uh, mm-hmm. Nick was inspired, obviously. So yeah. you brought me in here. Thank you very yeah. much. Well, I think um, so. I'm I'm a, I'm a you know novice meditator compared to Patrick here for sure for sure but I, I know that's not what it's about right you keep coming on I'll bring you up to speed very quickly <laughs> I know that's not what it's about but um for me I I think it, it's a tangible noticeable difference when you're in a group environment and meditate together and it's not something I would have ever thought about um had I not seen I don't know how I come across you online or whatever but uh that the, I would not thought about it, and having not ta- having taken part, you know, it's it, it the, the there's a clear difference. There really is. It's you know, it's so different to, to trying to have a, a daily practice of meditating on your own, finding space to, to to be in your own sort of inner 
in a space and, and then doing that in a group environment, it, the contrast is massive. Um, what, what, what is that about? Why, why, do we, why do we see that? What's your thoughts on that? What, what's... Um, I'll give you, you know, as in the science they say is that coherence begets coherence. So if someone is energetically ordered, yeah. that orderliness will spread out to the people around them. So, um, you know, they, they, they did these, these experiments where they had like really high level Buddhist monks come in and just like just meditation masters and they'd come in and, and they, would, they would just measure their brain waves and they'd see, okay, he's got that. And then they would get a lay person who just, you know, little to no practice and they see their brain waves. And what, what, what they noticed was when the, when the lay person was with the, the more experienced person, the lay person was able to come up to the, or was able to make a massive jump up on their brainwaves towards the level of mm -hmm. the, the trained person. And that's what the principle that we work on. So it, it's kind of like, kind of like a shoal of fish. We're just kind of mm -hmm. moving in that one direction. As in no one's like, no, no fish is saying, lads, we go to the right, yeah. we go up, we go down. No, they're just moving as one and, 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 and that's kind of, that, that, that's how I, that's how I see it. Um, I'm not a, like, I'm not a Mr. Science guy. Uh, there's plenty of guys out there about it. Yeah. Um, but guys, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things you, you, you feel it, you know, yeah. you feel it, you know, like Nick, you know, absolutely like, yeah. an impression upon him. Really did. And, uh, I know I like the analogy of the flock, of, uh, the, the school of, Fish, I always look, yeah, because I've read a bit more about emergence theory, isn't it? When they don't, it's a, it's a group of um, animals that don't have a leader, but they're still able to do these beautiful formations. And, you know, I see the bird, the, the, when I look at groups of birds now flying around, um, you see it and it's so obvious in nature. Um, and then to mimic that in an environment, I think initially it might feel quite strange to people, but once you experience it, it really is, it really is unique. Yeah, it is a bit nuts. You're like, because mm -hmm. guys, I'm not, I'm not like in that session. I just play a tape, you know. As in, people, you know, people are always asking me, "How do you do it?" I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I rent the room and, and then I play a tape <laughs> and then I close my eyes, you know. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so that's not where the magic is from. You know, the magic is from you know my personal practice and and the addition of all the other people's personal practices, mm -hmm. um, and that's what we do. And then and. The goal of the large group is to inspire others mm -hmm. and to deepen their own exploration. Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? Exploring kind of what, what you're about and where you're coming from. And uh, yeah, so what, you know, you you've kind of transgressed different um, kind of spiritual teachings as well and religious teachings. Um, and how the, how has that journey manifested for you? Presumably, you grew up in a, a Catholic environment. Yeah, and then now you're. So, so, <laughs> um, I think, guys, I was devout Roman Catholic, um, but but guys, in Vedanta, so Vedanta is it's it's about the philosophy of religion. So, so while I I love religion, religion is great. I'm not as much into the rituals. Mm -hmm. I'm not into the rituals. You know, sit down, sit up, wear this piece of clothes, take this piece of clothes off, and do any of these things. I'm just into the philosophy that sits behind it. Yeah. Um, and in Vedanta, we talked that there's like there's, there's the different types of people. There's more the intellectual kind of people. There's more the devotional people, and there's more the action people. So like, so the intellectual people they're looking for the knowledge, mm -hmm. and then the devotional people are looking for the feeling of oneness. 
okay? And then we have the, the, the action people just want to, you know, enrich themselves by it through actions. Yeah. And the thing is, we're, not, we're neither one nor the other. We are a mix of all of them. And that's why we need to use these different modalities to cater for our self, as in our, our, our spiritual being, as in um, who we are. So growing up, I was in a more devotional environment. It was a lot of praying, like my mom and my, you know, like, as in my you know, adopted mother would take, uh, I'm not adopted, but you know what I mean? We'd pray in the rosary, going to church, and that's what bored me to tears, you know? It's yeah. like, oh God, because it, it's, it's, it's not my jam, you know? I, I'm more about, well, what's the philosophy behind that? Why, you know, what are we doing that for? Um, however, when you're all philosophy with no devotion, when you have like that aspect of your character, it kills you. Mm. It kills you. I became super judgmental uh, because in Vedanta, they're, they're teaching you, you know, how to see the world and how the world is. But study of the Vedas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and but the thing is, if you just see it with your eyes without the feeling, it's like seeing everything in black and white. Mm. And feeling adds the color, you know, it's the Technicolor 4K vision. Yeah. Um, and through my work, as in I naturally took the good actions. I was always about looking to serve people um, through my training company. And, you know, in any way that, that I was able to do it. But, but the meditation or the so-called meditation, because some people wouldn't even call it a meditation. It's, it's, but it's a, it's a great catch-all term. Yeah. It's a great catch-all term. And, and when I found the Vedanta, it was the philosophical backing to everything the way I've been seeing the world up until that point. So when I saw my teacher, I was like, oh my God, this guy is it. Mm -hmm. This guy is it. So there was the Vedanta. Which was the which was the intellectual philosophical notch? I drifted away from Catholicism, and um, you know I'm, I love Jesus. He, he's the man. However, the church and and the the ritualistic aspects of it, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, and with the Doctor Joe work, it was that beginnings of the feelings, getting into the feelings. Yeah. So Doctor Joe's got some fantastic things to teach you about the feelings and how to and how to work on that so his book breaking the habit of being yourself that was for, for me that was a seminal text yeah however what happened then was i, I met another teacher uh maestro manuel and it was true he was, he was, he was a shaman he was a shaman but he, but he also had the inter deep intellectual knowledge so in vedanta we say when deep awareness Feel, the feeling will follow. So, you know, if we know we're being a selfish bastard, excuse my French, in, in one aspect of life, if we can really see them, be really aware of it, the good feeling will follow of like, oh, wow, you know, it can, can change my way. And with the shamanism, what had happened was it could accelerate that so fast where you could feel the feeling and, and you, could, you could blast through emotions like judgment, uh, anger, frustration, fear, and any anything you can think of and become more unselfish you know so, so and 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 feel more elevated emotions so, so guys one of the reasons that people come to the meditation group and, and they don't know it but some of them do it's to feel an elevated emotion so so when we are together we've got more juice we've got more voltage and when we do that we bring the energy up really high so that we can feel things that are otherwise beyond us. Like, you know, for me, I was ungrateful so-and-so for many years. 
So I learned gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I saw you can laugh at home, but as in, and, and I just wasn't, I just, as in, if you fed me, Nick, as in, I'd be grateful, thank you. But, but that was the extent. Um, compassion. I just didn't have any, uh, or very little. Um, acceptance. These, these like really high vibration, high frequency emotions, appreciation. I just just couldn't feel it because it was me, 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 yeah. me, me. Yeah. Like in, this, like in this interview, sorry, Nick. <laughs> gonna... No, 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 no. I could listen to you all day. Um, it's, yeah, exactly right. And it's about trying to raise our awareness, isn't it? And understanding how we can develop and how we can grow. I think that's what we're all seeking, isn't it? To grow and develop and, and kind of feel more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. And I think that the, the yeah, to make it a very base level. Um, but it's it's a fascinating journey it really is and what what i think people it's easy to because i think a lot there's i think there's a lot of people that are kind of fearful of meditation and it feels a bit woo woo feels a bit intangible but but i think you know obviously we'd encourage someone to try it and go for it and find their own everyone's on their own journey and their own their own stage as well but you know for me um i bet when you were rowing as well when i played a lot of rugby and when you're in a group of highly energized rugby players before a game you know you can feel the energy like there is no mistake absolutely no mistake you can feel the energy in that room if you walk past the door as a complete stranger to that environment you would feel something some tangible energy to it so you know and we watch tele we watch we world cups on at the moment we we can we can feel the energy coming through our television thousands of miles away so you know when we reflect in those contexts sometimes it brings a bit more meaning to it i think and actually we can we can start to pursue a path that perhaps before has felt a bit uh fearful really and and kind of not and, and something you don't identify with um well, well nick like, let me put it to you like this i know historically you used to work at british military fitness yes yeah it was a group wasn't it yeah it was a large group people fed off the vibe yeah so you know this we all know this you know from the rugby isn't yeah. you hadn't like is in because guys british military fitness it used to be a very very successful and a large organization which you'd find in most parks and mm-hmm. um, because people want the the vibe they all, yeah. they all want to pick up off the vibe absolutely yeah and, and, and like and the guys admit like nick is an amazing guy high energy shiny bright face <laughs> and he let he sets out a certain energetic tempo yeah and some people will you know, to avoid with that and, and then to pick it up and, and then there you go, you know, and well, that's that's where you're succeeding. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll see. But um, I, I want to change tack slightly because you've said so many different things that I could dive into and we could be here for the next five hours. So, <laughs> but um, I want to be specific. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, so the... Um, the, your your history, your background in coaching and yeah. working um, on behavioural science and the coaching aspects of that, um, and then seeing a divergence to this this bubble of nutrition, and I think we're kind of still there. Everyone's really focused on nutrition. Yeah. Aren't they? Um, yeah. To me, in my practice, and I agree 100 percent what you say. If you're not if you don't have the the mindset, the the, the accountability, and the understanding of your own habits and behaviours, then that's that's the foundational piece and moving forward is very very difficult but yet what do we do as humans we look for the tactics where you look for the advanced tactics the quick things the fixes the sparkly shiny things um, without with and we forget about those foundational pieces um and so what what was what's your take on that really your the behavioral piece of coaching for fitness what what was your i 
and, and, and listen, just to clarify my position on the nutrition, um, I did not fully see how unhealthy people have become and where actually correct nutrition, like precision nutrition, is vital. Mm. It, it's, it is actually vital now. Um, because guys, back, you know, when we were doing it five years ago, I said, like, you know, eat your greens, drink your water, have certain lean protein, be fine. Well, that's not actually the case. That's not actually the case. And my partner is a naturopathic nutritionist. I'm, I got, got a bit, you know, schooled on this. That it's not as simple as that for people. So as in, so so, so it has its role, um, and and perhaps that's why it went that way. As in, however, it's it's also mindset's more subtle. So so whenever anything is more subtle, you know, like at university, you know, the business class, like there's like four hundred people. You know, we get the science class, it's a hundred people. We got the the maths class. It's like twenty five people. We get the philosophy class. It's like ten. Yeah. <laughs> so so, mind will all, because I can't you know I can't look at it under a microscope. As in, there will always be less people to do it. So, yeah. so so, it doesn't mean that it's not very valuable, but it just means that it it's it's not as accessible to a lot of people. And in terms of the coaching. Like isn't so so you know I, I did I did a bit of fat loss coaching myself as in after after my Lazo and I my business partner split ways, mm-hmm. but I got I got it I got it just you just do one thing at a time. There's a great book the one thing yeah. So, in, so yeah. what is the one thing you can do that gives you the most leverage, and because people tend to do too many things, especially like if you're a fitness professional, there can be a little bit of insecurity as in because. You know, it's, 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 it's guys out there, if you're not doing it, it's a tough business. There's mm-hmm. a lot of competition. Yeah. It changes rapidly. There's no safety net. Um, and people can get into a fearful anxiety, you know, anxiety ridden state. And, you know, that's the equivalent of giving yourself a lobotomy. When you're in fear, you do not have command of your mental facilities mm-hmm. like to that level that you need them to be. And that's why there isn't coaching going on. There's just, if I can train them, as I feel like get them in their body, make them feel happy, you yeah. know. But it gets quickly boring. It yeah. gets boring for you. It gets boring for the, the the client, the student, whatever you want to call it. But it, you know, you want to take a more interesting journey. It's 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 having a little bit of courage to do something a little bit outside the box. And and but it's in, in the fitness coaching. I say it's just 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 look at that one thing. Is when you look at a person's goals. You know what do they want to achieve because their fitness goals are a proxy for goals in their real life you know if they want to lose weight it's because you know they want to you know not just look good in a dress or or look good in their suit it's what they want to step after that yeah so if you can bring that in if you can bring some of those goals in it can it can do marvelous stuff so, so, so just an example guys it's not a it's not a fitness client but but the principle is the same the principle is the same. And it's a way, if you are in fitness or if you are, you know, in any job where your performance matters, aka nearly every job, mm-hmm. um, we've we got to do a bit of meditation before. And guys, it's a simple one you could do at home. As in, um, it was a, it's called a, the heart coherence meditation. If you, if you Google it, you'll find two seconds. So it's by HeartMath. So I'm, I'm a HeartMath certified coach. And I think, I think this stuff is brilliant because it's an objective measure of the subjective experience. But, this fella, high in his values, you know, he came to me for one thing, 
But Heine's values was uh, was business. He loved business. He's and he's great at it. So what we would do, like we love this concept of deep work. So so I'd say, okay, okay, we need to do get our deep work period done, and, and he loves it, you mm -hmm. know, because he because that's where the values created. And what we would do was was a ten minute heart coherence. So guys, it's simply where you close your eyes, put your attention in your heart. Breathe in and out of your heart. Five seconds in, five seconds out. And optionally, think of someone you love or or something you're very appreciative of. Guys, it's as simple as that. And what it does, the effect is, it, it, it has an effect on your heart rate variability. And it makes you have a more stable rhythm of your heart. And that has an effect on our psychology. So guys, you know, you heard about the... the the physiology affects psychology, and, and this is an instance of that, okay? Um, and he was in a more emotionally and intellectually centered state to do the important work for his business, which when he feels good about that, he's got more energy to do what he has to do at home, which was the real focus of, of what we of what we came to do. So, so there's always a work on it, and just, Focusing on that that one thing. What's the one thing? And just do one thing a week, or maybe one thing a month, yeah. and just just because because that making those parameters for success like really narrow. This is like, did you do this one thing? So you can't be well. I did that, and I did yeah. that. It's like I drank my water, and I ate my greens, and I did this. Yeah. this. So, so like every week's like, or you know, it's like drink three liters of water. That is the only thing, and then you layer it once they've nailed it. So, so I, that's kind of, if I, you know, and, and guys, for any coach, like any coach, it's just layering it one by one once they've mastered the last thing. Yeah, I think, I think the way, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the way I approach it is exactly the same. It's about having that single focus um, and, and working towards it. I also think that, um, and I think, you, uh, you know, you, you touched on it there is, the, the level of clarity required when you said someone's got a goal of losing weight. For me, as a coach, you've got to dig much deeper than that. You've got to understand what's gone on before and what they want to happen after. So you've got to have that backward and, and forward-facing camera and you've got to understand it properly. And Well, the individual has to take ownership of that, really. And when I say I have to understand it, as a, as a team, you have to really get to the bottom of that and get that clarity. Without it, I think you're kind of, again, you're just kind of like guessing what you think you want. And there's no, like you said, it's, no, it's deep work, isn't it? It's, and Nick, it's, it's when you have that clarity, you have the leverage. Because without leverage, when the person's trying to roll backwards, you know, you're like, wait a second, remember you said this? <laughs> and then they're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. But if you don't have that, which is, and it's not true, yep. you know, if they don't have clarity on that truth, yeah. they're feeling the truth, they're living the truth, but they don't know the truth. That, but when you get that clarity on it, like you said, you have leverage. And when you have leverage, keep on the path. Yeah, so moving on to truth then, what, where, where, where do you stand in that? I mean, that's, you know, that's an interesting topic. You know, how many of us are out here kind of in search of our own truth versus a group of people who, who are kind of a bit blinkered to, to what's going on within them? Um, what's, your, what's your take on, on kind of searching for truth and living your truth? It's, um, it's a concept I, I deem energetic leadership. Mm -hmm. You can never tell anyone what to do. You really can't. You really can't. But you can lead. You just lead by example. And 
it's it's simple, but I mean, it's it's not easy by any stretch of imagination. You can't tell anyone what to do in life. You cannot tell anyone what to do. They're not interested. Mm-hmm. But if you but you can lead them, and and it's kind of why you know I I got the community of now hundreds of people. Yeah. Because they pick up on my energetic leadership. As in, you know, I've I've arrived at a certain place where it's like, oh, yeah, I think this guy knows something. You know, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, not too much, but you know something, uh, and and because of that, as in, it makes you very magnetic. So, so like you know, just for instance, fitness. You know, there's, there's, I talk about the concept of the tugboat and the lighthouse. You know, so you got to play both roles. But but I'd rather be the lighthouse most of the time, where people are just like, oh geez, I think Patrick, I think he does it really well. I wouldn't mind, you know, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. Instead of, and a lot of times we can be the tugboat. Mm. Um, and it's more, it's less complicated to be the tugboat, but it's bloody hard work. It's bloody hard work. And it's, it's not much harder to be the lighthouse, but you just need to think it up through a little bit more um, and just be a leader because you, you, you can't, like, because I remember when, when I started Vedanta and I, and I knew all this and I knew all the secrets of the world because <laughs> it's all written down. And... <laughs> Like, yeah, right, man. You know, or 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 they would come to a class once or twice. You, they wouldn't come back. You know, because I wasn't providing leadership. I wasn't living the principles. Mm-hmm. And when I started living the principles, like one of my clients, Matt, I love this guy. He's he's a very dynamic guy. And um, so I've done I've done like a, a three year uh, distance learning course in Vedanta and. You say, oh, well, what happens when you finish it? Well, you start again. <laughs> because it's very deep knowledge. Of course, yeah. But within three months of meeting this guy, he joined up the three-year course. Right. And he lost it. And he lost it. It's in, because I was an example, not talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as in, we talk with, you know, people with their children, with their siblings, with their parents. Do it yourself first. Do it yourself first. Yeah. And do it to such a level that they're like, that's undeniable. That is bloody undeniable. And it's not, I know guys, it's not easy. It's really not easy. And it's, it's so, it's so worthwhile though. It's so worthwhile. And, mm. and it makes things so much easier because you just follow by example. Uh, yeah. I, I, so what's interesting and, and I want to be really specific um, for, for the audience out there that, that doesn't, that is a, a bit of a juncture in their life. So I think, you know, my journey specifically, you know, you kind of get, get through your twenties. That's a blur. You think, you know, it all, you know, nothing. Um, you're clueless. You're getting away with it because your metabolism's fast. <clears throat> and, um, so the, so the pace of life. Um, and then you kind of get into your thirties. And for me, it was, you know, obviously a bit of a late bloomer. You know, towards the end of my 30s, I started to sort of um, search, really, try to understand more about myself, understand and searching for answers to how I could raise my awareness is probably how I would phrase it. Um, because that's specific. Um, anything else around kind of spirituality for me was a bit too intangible. So I needed to be focused because that's kind of how my brain works, I guess. Um, and you know, I, do, I speak to a lot of guys and they, and they, feel, they feel a little bit rudderless, whether that be with their health, with their mindset, with where they're going in life in general. Um, and I think a big part of that is, is kind of uncovering. Um, and, and it's words that guys have used when speaking to me is uncovering, you know, um, how to, to, to live a more sort of holistic and, and spiritual life, which for 
a guy who's kind of lived that alpha alpha role uh, in their forties with a family. It feels like a, a new world. Uh, how, how how do they navigate that? What are the, what are the tools? Where do they start? It comes down to purpose. It comes down to purpose. As in, um, I was very fortunate that that uh, I should put in a little significant work on this uh, when in my early twenties mm-hmm. because I just I. Like in Ireland, there's a statistic that we had like the second highest rate of suicide between 17 and 24. Wow. And there was times in my life like I'm like, oh my, God, if I don't figure this out, I'm out of here. This is, I just, I just can't do it. And so guys, that was kind of what, what put the rocket up my arse yeah. to to get this stuff figured out, like and, and really figure it out. Um, because it was like the stakes were very high. I was just like, I can't live like this. I felt like I was on fire. Um, how. So like I I had no perspective. So guys, you know, we're t- we're talking about that this feeling the rudderless is like. Well, you need to know where you're at first. You need to know where you're at. Is because if we don't know where you're at, you, how, how do we get where we're going? Mm-hmm. And we, it's very uncertain. It's very uncertain. And there's a guy called David Dieda, and um, it was a uh, he, he was some video on YouTube. It was, it was uh, or no, it was some coaching program as a part of. And he, he talked about burning in the in burning in, in the not knowing of your purpose so so every day for for guys a year for every day for a year and you can do this much faster now as in i actually know what to do it much faster now but it was very helpful for me at the time i would sit down for 10 minutes just meditating on not knowing i was like fuck you know oh my god this i hate this you know um however i tell you what as in because i had that experience so like I, I used to live um, in Clerkenwell, which is very central London, and and I and I just two a.m. one night, <laughs> lightning bolt came down. I woke up, all the weight from my body gone, and I was like, my purpose is to consciously facilitate the evolution of others and help to find your most authentic self. Wow. I was like, oh my God. And, and I couldn't sleep. And I was walking. So there's a big meat market down there. So I went down to my meat shopping at 4 a.m. You know? <laughs> <laughs> walking the streets, just blissed out because that weight had been, had been left. And, and so yeah, I, I, I call it, I'd say I'm a reluctant entrepreneur. And just because I'm, I'm borderline unemployable. And <laughs> I, I was working in if you guys know the game Candy Crush, I was working in the marketing department there briefly and then I was working some other marketing gig and I was like, is this it? Mm. Is this it? Um, however, when I knew my purpose, I, it was just kind of like a visual of, like I, I, I spent a lot of time in the south of France as in a, I studied there um, and my partner's from there. And I just imagine the fields uh, and then and then when I found my purpose, like there was a mountain. I was like, I'm in the fields. I'm pretty far away from it, but but I know where I'm going now, and that set everything else at ease because it was like, well, yes, there's brambles in the way, there's there's potholes, there's rivers, there's lakes, there's mosquitoes. I know where I'm going, and it can give you a huge sense of peace and calm, and and, and you know one of the things which which is very. It's from, it's from Vedanta, the concept of Svadharma, which means the right action. So when the right action is when the wind is behind your back, oh. you know? Um, and, you know, we call it Paradharma, which is with the, the wrong action, when the wind is in your face. So, so, so me, with my skills, it's like doing numbers all day on spreadsheets. I very felt like I was in a very strong headwind. I was like, this ain't it, man. This mm. ain't it. And what we do is we, we're meant to look back and see what our 
essential nature was. So look back to them between seven and eleven. I said, like, what did you want to be? What did you want to do? As in, it's 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 a it's a critical time of life before societal values um, become really layered on top of you. And you're suddenly saying, well, I want to be a bus driver. I want to be things. But look at the themes and ask. Like if you don't remember, so ask your parents because. One day spent, you know, and even if it's like being a mime, you know, not no disrespect to mimes out there, but it's like it's something that you would deem weird and out there. But if it's your thing, it's your thing, and 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 you will never waste a minute of time doing your thing. Mm-hmm. But you can waste a lifetime doing someone else's thing. Mm. And how many people have you come across? I mean, how prevalent is it that people have, you know? Um, to steal someone else's analogy, I've got their their ladder up against the wrong wall. Oh, geez, every, nearly everyone. <laughs> near, 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 there, there's very few people you meet. Yeah. And the thing is, when you do meet the people who have the ladder up against the, the right wall, they're very dynamic. They're very dynamic, and nothing nothing tires them. Mm. Nothing, because guys, when you're doing your thing, nothing tires you. So even though I was doing 16 hours a day, seven days a week, didn't didn't bother me. It didn't bother because I I had the tailwind. I had the tailwind. Yeah. So I just, you know, say, you know, because it might be, you know, short-term comfort of, of whatever it is that you're doing, but it's the, the kit, you know, you can, you can do yourself a lot of damage. You can do yourself a lot of damage when, when you don't do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Vedanta and shamanism, we're you know, big into reincarnation. It's like, is anything, like, is it, and, oh, this is one of the things, like whenever I get in a hard time in my life, do you want to do this again next time because you won't step up and do it now? I'm like, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. That's an interesting I, I, way to look at it. I don't need to do this again. Because <laughs> in my relationship, we're together nearly 10 years. I'm only, I'm only 31, but we're together nearly 10 years. I'm like, so I got into this very serious relationship. Maybe sooner than I would have liked it. I would have liked to have, you know, played the field. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't what life had in store. And I said, whatever you don't do now... You'll have to do it later. So I said, she's not, no, no, okay. In, so, so, you know, three years into a relationship, I, I found and I've heard it's, you know, it's a critical part. It's like, it's like, are we romantically interested in each other? Are we just friends now? You know, what, you know, is, is there a spark? And then you, you say, no, there's something there. Okay, well then bloody well work through it, mm-hmm. you know, work through it. Um, so with that in mind, you put the right priority on action, and you you do the right you do the right thing, mm-hmm. because you don't want to deal with it later. You don't want to make this someone else's problem, you know. Because in, in Vedanta and Shamans, we talk about you know this personality, Patrick and Nick, you know, it's it's an avatar for something far more beautiful, something more something permanent, whereas what we are now is very temporary, you know, as in. You look at the, the grand scheme of things we're here for not that long at all but there's something permanent that resides within us so do you want to do it the right way do you, do you want to clean up after yourself or do you want to you know leave, leave your shite all over the place and mm-hmm. have someone else clean up and and i'd rather do it myself and and get the lessons from that because i've been very grateful for all the worst times in my life i've been so grateful to see how they were just all part of my journey and and because it's just so miserable and just like, you know, feeling suicidal. And I, you know, people say, oh, Pastor, you know, you were calling me. But I felt, I, I felt it was like, if things continue, I'm like, 
this is it. I, I'm not putting up with this. I am not putting up with this. Um, but from learning all those things, I, geez, I found the most beautiful lessons in life. As in, it made me, I'm a very peaceful person mm. now. Uh, if anyone who listened to this, you knew me 10 years ago, very angry, like really angry guy. Yeah. Really angry. Wow. Quite a journey. It is. And, and, and the thing is, so, you know, whatever we're going through, it'd be great for, for it later, no matter what it is, you know? Yeah. I, I strongly agree with that. I, you know, yeah, for sure. And I've, I was a very angry young man as well for lots of different reasons. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's a journey, isn't it? I think we spend a lot of time trying to fight the journey, the path that we're on, oh. as opposed to just transgressing, <laughs> just moving through it and, and, you know, understanding that it's a process and you're in a process and you just keep moving, you know? Nick, Nick can I tell you a quick story about that? Of course. That? So guys, um, what we do is, with the, with, with the shamans, we, we do a thing called um, a vision quest. So we, we go to yeah, the forest, we go, we go to the forest, three days, three nights, no food, no water, no speaking, okay? Um, so I'm out there. So I just, it, was my, it was my second time this year doing it. So like the food and the water, I'm like, oh, no big deal. No big deal. I was in whatever, guys. But I'm like, so where's my vision? <laughs> hey, vision. Hello. You know, I'm looking around my little square. Uh, are you coming for me? Uh, and it's like, there's no vision coming. You know, it's like, it's, it's an, I'm about to go home. As in, it's like around the last few hours. We're in the last few hours. I'm like, what the F is going on here? And you know, there's stupid things like, I paid money to be here, damn it. I need to get a vision. <laughs> um, and what I saw was, I was getting jealous of the other questers. I was like, oh, I bet. I bet Tommy's getting his vision and, you know, John's getting his vision and everyone's getting a vision except for me. Um, and then there was, there was comparison. There was anger. There was poor me. I didn't get my vision. Um, and it was this big, beautiful thread of, in my life, my failure to accept my journey for good or for better, for, for, for worse. And because of that, I made myself very miserable over the years because I was like, oh, well, Johnny has this and Guy has that and Tom has this. And I'm only seeing the highlight reel of their lives, yeah. you know, and, and, and to really own it. And I, I got just incredible acceptance and because and, I, I came home telling them I didn't get a vision. Ooh. But, <laughs> but when I put it together in the hours after, so I spoke to, uh, to one of the lads and he, because, you know, I thought it was this technicolor vision, you know, because yeah, you hear in the Bible of Jesus and the, yeah. and the, the clouds opened up and the this and the that. Um, and the angels roared and the, <laughs> the horns blared. And it's nothing like that, guys. It's nothing like this. It's just this intense moment of clarity of where you see what you've been like. And I saw that and I saw that every man and every woman has their path. And for me, that means a lot because I... I I took time to study I, those, those, those days in the forest I was on my own thinking about it and I, it, it helped me massively in terms of acceptance because there was people in my life as in was very, I was very angry at them that they, that they changed or whatever and I was like well no that's, their, that's just their journey and, and Patrick you know you had tough times in your journey which also very beautiful times so it was, it was that acceptance mm. and, and you know we're talking about the journey as yeah. in we all have a different journey and, and, and some of it, you know, 
you don't know what you did to get to this place where you are right now the good things the bad things and like i said you gotta pay for everything okay it's very very undigestible but uh you know we don't get away with anything we don't get away with anything um so you know it, it's, it's just it's it's trying to it's so wherever we are it's just we're, we're either benefiting from uh you know a version of who paid it forward or we're paying something off yeah. we're paying something off that's a yeah it's a strong sentiment to to have it really is um and will, will you continue to go on those vision quests so it, it's a four-year kind of program in that so yeah. so it's in we, we talk about the directions it, it goes east south west north so it's, it's to represent childhood yeah teenage years adult years old age the elements air fire water earth so it's it's there thematically there is um there's something in each of those years in different part of our personality different aspect of ourselves so i've got two more to go um and it's it's incredible it's just like it's you know if your family feels a call isn't you know as in from being a kid i was like jeez what are you bloody badass went out to the desert for 30 days how do you do that <laughs> um, so like i had the seed planted at a very young age they'd be fascinating like whoa whoa because I, I wanted to have that experience and then we meet people who are like you didn't have water for three days that's fake news or you know uh, <laughs> or there's something as in because guys there was someone very powerful overlooking it all there's someone very powerful overlooking it all because you know, it's a technology that in the West we're unfamiliar with. It's not that it's not, it's, it's, it's a technology. I, I, I used to love, I love to, to believe historically it's magic. Mm. It's actually not magic. It's a technology. It's like a bloody nuclear reactor, but there's ways that they can redistribute energy. That I, it's still it's way beyond me, but, but uh, you go out there and you won't believe me, but you're not hungry, you're not thirsty for three days, three nights. You're a little bit thirsty in the last day, a little bit, but you're completely fine. You are completely fine. It's 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 mind it's mind blowing. Mm. It's really mind blowing that you are not thirsty, not hungry. Yeah, and I think you can't underestimate the level of clarity just being out in nature can can bring oh. you. Really, you really can't. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, from personal experience, I've, I'm, I've never been on a vision quest, but I've spent a lot of time. Well, in nature. Nick might come with me next yeah. year, guys. And you'll, you'll hear about it. Well. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We're very open to guests. Yeah, guys. Yeah, we're very you open to guests. So. Um, I mean, where to go next? Where, <laughs> where, 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 so what's, what's, what, what are you up to at the moment? What is going on with Patrick? Um, I'm in a huge period of expansion. Right. Um, it's things are, so guys, it was funny. Someone, someone asked, you know, asked one of the students on, on the course I'm on the, that, that distance learning, well, you know, people do it in person it's a residential course he said so 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 what next um he said and the guy the guy gets fed up of answering because the thing is is and people go to this before they go to university or instead of and it's a philosophy course like what are you going to do with this how are you going to make money it's like and he said you know the, the future oh the future oh yeah it's 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 so bright i can't see what it is you know <laughs> so that's the response so the thing is at the moment it's a very beautiful time in my life. I just completed the goals I set nine years ago, um, you know, where I've got a beautiful community to look after. Um, I've got dream clients. I'm in, in the office a day and a half a month. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's, you know, it's all on my time. 
and and location like i'm going to new york for my teacher at the end of the month i'm going to india next month for a week i was off in la last month and i because i hate travel so I don't, but i'm just talking about the, the 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 notion of freedom yeah um did I have because I'm only going there for, for teaching because I, 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 I'm not into travel basically <laughs> there's way too much stuff going on in my head um, so I'm kind of in a place where I, I just I, I it's consolidation of, of what of the community and, and really making sure that no matter what happens the community is sorted so guys it's in, um, Nick met me through a community in London to Dr. Joe Dispenza fan meetup group yeah. and we also have a parallel group which is um where we can talk about all the stuff that's not Dr. Joe related. And we, uh, it's, it's, it's just consolidation of those things. And, and remember Nick has spoke to you about energetic leadership. Mm-hmm. So I'm training leaders. I'm yeah. training leaders. I want people to, to spread this. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, as in, we even use some of the, the funds that we get from the, the meditations to fund other people going, for meditation with Dr. Joe, oh, right. because it's a, it's a beautiful framework. So it's just it's but it, it's it's not. Before I would have said, "Oh, aren't I such a big man?" Put my hand in my pocket. It's like no, no. It's a redistribution of stuff that's already there, you know. Yeah. Um, so so it's just being that leader for the guys and showing that you know, if we develop a social consciousness, if we can start helping people around us, and you know, like the, the whole the whole the whole notion that. We need government to, to look after everyone. Like, well, what if we looked after each other? Mm-hmm. What if we looked after each other? Is in voluntarily, without men with guns coming to your house if you don't pay them. Mm-hmm. You know, that guys, you know, that that's, that's what happened, you know, with, with a lot of things. You know, and, and I know Nick has worked in the healthcare sector and, and he's like, Oh, where's the money? It's like it's in it's just to to tap into that generosity of spirit that people have but they don't know because they've been told that it has to be a man with a gun telling you to be generous and to, and to put money in the pot to look after your fellow man. And I want to show someone, you, you can do it all by yourself. You can do it all by yourself. Amen, brother, amen. So, so that's the kind of community I'm making yeah. where we help each other out. Um, and London, it's, it's hard, as in, like, to have community, as in, we barely know our neighbours, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't know my neighbours. I I, I, I'm in a new building three months. <laughs> They're not very congenial you know um that's fine that's that's the journey they're on mm. but i if i if you do want to have a community if you want to meet nice people we we do our meditation we do a coffee meetups we do walking meditation we do small group meditation we do everything you know yeah um because communities where it's at yeah community's really where it's at well we've got a natural it's primordial isn't it we're, we're genetically engineered to create these communities but i think uh, there's a requirement there that I mean, like everything, there's a nuance, isn't there? There's a requirement of, from what you're saying to step outside yourself and step outside your comfort zone, step outside what is quote unquote normal for you to actually experience these things. But once you do, and you're you're a shining light of this, you, you know your world opens massively, and funny enough, opportunities op- open up and and. Uh, people are are kind of much more uh, lifted and interested in what you're up to and and your whole 
not only does your perception of the world change, but your physical world changes. And that's that's my belief. That's kind of my message for people that that are thinking, oh, you know, what what is this all about? This kind of spiritual woo-woo stuff. You know, why do I need to meditate? Blah blah blah. Not only is it is it internal clarity of mind and focus, but um, it's it's just astounding how much you can influence your environment and how much of impact that will have on your journey on your life um it's it's truly amazing you know change the lens absolutely nick and, and we're one of my teachers guys so historically you know i grew up in a single parent family um father died when i was a baby uh i know there's just you know there's you can be you can be two ways as in but but there's a two different mindsets you can be broke or you can be poor mm. you know so you can have no money and be all right with it or you can have no money and not be all right with it i felt poor growing up um, and it was, a, it was a feeling that, that stalked me for years and years. And I was like, and there was this like irrational fear of like, oh, I don't have any money. Said, will I eat? And you're like, will I eat? Like it's opened up as in, and I look back over the last like seven years and there's maybe, there's maybe three months, four months out of last eight years where I didn't get, you know, paid. But sure, I had savings on three of those months, which, and it was anticipated. And one of those months, someone backed me up. So like the track record showed how irrational it was, but I got, it was a great teaching transmitted by my teachers and when you serve your community, you will be looked after. Mm. So I said, so, so whenever I'm not, you know, it, so if you want to be looked after, it's just, just go serve, just go look. It's very hard to get your head around it, but I mean, it, it was, we tend to complicate everything, you know, and, mm. and, um, and, and, and that's, and, and for those who say, oh, medicine, what meditation, what, what am I interested in that for? Uh, I'll tell you this, you know what's going on in your life, like you profoundly actually do know what's going on in your life, as in sometimes you might try to close your eyes to it, and sometimes when, if you don't, when you don't want to start meditation, certain things we just don't want to see at the beginning, but once you get over that, what happens is you can see things coming a long way in the distance, and you get more choice with how you respond. So you won't be reacting to everything. You get to respond um, far ahead of time. And that's the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. So you be like, you know, Neo in the matrix for, you know, annoying life events. You will, they will all go around you or you will have it planned for, looked after far ahead. Mm -hmm. so, so that's why, you know, that's the, the bare bones reason. That's why you should do it. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Patrick, um... <laughs> I could spend hours listening to your, your Irish lilt and, and, and the messages that you've got. Anything you want to leave us with, kind of like how people can get in touch with you and find you. I know you've mentioned already a couple of times that the, the um, Dr. Joe meditation group, for sure, um, the fan club. But um, you know, anything else you want to leave us with and, and how people can kind of reach out to you? Guys, I guess you know, the greatest blessings to me in my life were finding my teachers. Uh, and guys, I, you know... I'd say, I, you know, I'd look at anyone quit with a queer eye if they don't mention their teachers, you know, because if you get to any state at all, you didn't do it on your own. Oh my God, you didn't do it on your own. And um, so I have to give a shout out to my teachers, Swami Parthasarathy. Uh, if you look them up, you know, it's in Swami Parthasarathy Bhagavad Gita, mm -hmm. you'll get some incredible wisdom. Wow, God bless me. You will get some incredible wisdom. And um, Maestro Manuel Rufino. He's another teacher of mine. He's fantastic. He's he's a on YouTube. He's got a non-profit over in Brooklyn, New York, and he's got plenty of videos of him sh sharing traditional knowledge and wisdom. And um, those are the guys. I banged on about my group long enough. 
But if you want the real wisdom, you look those guys up. Those are the best teachers I've spent a lifetime looking. Those are the two best guys I've found. Mm. Yeah, and, and yeah, I will definitely be looking into those. And um, you, your med- meditation group is on a Saturday afternoon in London, isn't yeah. it? Central London. So if anyone is in Central London and they want to meet up with Patrick, then... We've had people come from Wales, France, Germany. So, so don't let them put you off by the Central London bit. <laughs> um, where it's bloody brilliant. Uh, people come very from far, far distance. Guys, there we have Patrick Ray, and I truly hope you you, uh, find the time to get to London and meet up with Patrick if that's possible for you. Um, I know it's going to be beneficial, and and maybe I'll see you at one of the group meditations um, that he runs. Uh, It's a phenomenal experience, it really is. And I'm sat here kind of going through the editing process and adding these little intros and outros in, and I'm just trying to to think. I I don't think there's anyone I've had on the show that that is is kind of living their truth more than Patrick and and really waking up every morning and and living their purpose and and going out with passion and enthusiasm to to really cut out the noise in life and and the the sort of those commercial aspects and and really uh, is is on 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 a true spiritual journey and endeavor obviously he has the challenges that we all have in life um that the modern world places on us but but you know he he is an absolute shining light and i'm, I'm so proud to to have him on the podcast and, and call him a friend now um we, we we had a lovely chat after we stopped recording and, and uh went for a, went for a quick coffee and, and um it's just interesting the kind of the layers that that people have to them and and their their thoughts and their their deep-rooted beliefs and 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 he's challenged all of that in in a very short space of time um, he's still a young man and he's got so much ahead of himself um i i i can't wait to, to see how he evolves and, and hopefully we'll get him back on very soon um i'm i'm truly interested in how you guys find this one and the feedback um on this episode again if you want to give me a shout i'm at the knock that's t-h-e-n-o-q on facebook or instagram if you want to get in contact with me that way um or you can uh just leave a uh, comment or a review on your favorite itunes or apple whatever uh, podcast app you're using and i I will see that as well so uh, please 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 give us a feedback um keep downloading keep coming back and keep letting us know how you're finding everything Thank you very much for another exciting episode.